You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share bad. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the Good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello everybody, it is Phoenix 82.5 FM here on Saturday, Nerd to Know Basis, 154. The last show before Comic-Con, the show that Keen is now married in. And uh, yeah, so obviously when this is going out, we're at Keen's wedding. So he's not here tonight uh, because he's off doing all uh, the things that need to be done. Uh, correction, now that now, now when you're listening to this, you're at Keen's wedding. I will be out of the country. This is true. I'll be so drunk I won't know where I am. I mean, I'll probably I be that. I'll be that as well, but I'll be doing that in Gothenburg. And this is fair. I am jealous. Gothenburg sounds cool. Like Keen's wedding is going to be sick, and I obviously wish him all the best and congratulate him. Uh, but I'm going to go see Ramstein, and that's going to be a hoot and a holler. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to see a stage that will literally outgrow the stadium it is st- it is sitting in. Well, you heard him. Ahoy to you, Kevin Coffee. How are things, Kevin? I am doing good. I am doing well there. How are you? I am good. I'm tired. I, I had many experiences this week. Uh, so we have many story time. We have a lot to get through this week. Yeah, uh, busy, busy all week. Um, I, mean, I mean, like, look, obviously uh, our panel was announced. So let's start that first. And it was actually announced. Kev, I didn't even realize it was. But thanks to the guys over in Geek Ireland. Our panel is going to be on the Sunday. So the 7th of August, 3 p.m. In one of the panel rooms, uh, I think it's the Geek. I think it's actually the Geek Ireland panel room. I think they're the they're the oh, media sponsor. Oh, brilliant! So there we go. That's it there. So I mean, if you haven't got your ticket yet, do and then there come is, over there, and hang out with us. There is still Sunday tickets available as the time recording. So yeah. So I mean, do come over, hang out. It's going to be a good time. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be our first con back, uh, since the pandemic really kind of doing doing panels and that so it's the literally everything is wrestling panel um we're still working on who's going to be in it but at the moment it looks like it's going to be kev myself martin from wrestling rewind keen and then katie's going to be helping out as well so at the moment that's who's going to be there if it changes you know follow our social media this week actually i set up um our i haven't fixed the website yet but i have actually created a link tree kevin yeah, no, I actually I had a look at it. It's really slick. It's re- it's all it's all really clearly laid out there. Well, that's uh, it. I mean, I mean, there there was common stuff, particularly at the rewind. It's like, where do we find it? I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of hard to get the wrestling rewind because everyone has that taken. So you have to do weird ones. But I mean, if you go to nerdtonomedia.com, 
or the wrestlingrewind.com, you're able to find everything. All the social media, the email, the Spotify, the iTunes, literally everything. Even our Patreon's there as well. So, I mean, if you want to contact us or follow the show, this is how you do it. I mean, there's literally no excuse. I will not have anybody say your show's too hard to find. I'm like, that's a lie. It's not. It, I, go, I consciously go, made it easy as possible to find. You go it. straight to the source. Exactly. Nerdthemedia.com. You go straight to the source and you bully Bryn on Twitter. <laughs> you have to. I mean, you have to. You have to. Uh, Casper, actually, I might make a little button that just does it automatically. <laughs> <laughs> what else is technology for? You just click it and it has a bot that's designed just to harass Bryn. I'm actually going to make that. It's going to be wonderful. So there you go, folks. That will be added. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to support the show, the best way, obviously, we're on Phoenix like 2.5 FM. Uh, but the best way to uh, support us really is to spread word of the show. You know, I, like you're I, the listener. You know, I know you guys listen. Spread the word because uh, that really helps us as well. And then come to Comic Con and hang out and say hey. Because I mean, you know, you might not get the bully Brennan person there, but you get the bully but, us. But man, <laughs> a person could dream. Um, now we now I think we'll we'll, we'll cut it there because we did spend literally all of last we week talking about uh, Dublin City Comic Con. So uh, I think we I think we'll move on though because there was another big convention happened over the last weekend after was, we recorded yeah. last one. Yeah. And that's the mecca of all of uh of all of our news interests and that's San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, uh the where no comics were discussed. No, never. No. But, but that's that's crazy to even mention that, Darren. Why would you why would you do that? Because what, what, would, he- what would make you think about comics, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, it's funny. So so this week, right? So obviously we had uh, San Diego Comic Con, right? Um, but what's interesting about it is, um, I actually got a bunch of comics this week. So I got the first appearance of Gore, first appearance, uh, appearance of Lady Thor, um, the first appearance of uh, Adam Warlock, um, a ho- his whole run with Eternity. And I actually picked up as well, um, basically the warlock's companion so adam warlock's companion which is all the stories going all the way back to the, you know around the cosmic stuff and then today uh what arrived was uh kang nothing left to conquer or only myself to conquer depending on which one it is um that's a great run that's one of the best marvel runs so i mean this week was a very very comic heavy week for me so it is kind of ironic that we're talking about comic con and no comics mentioned i also have to talk about one thing before we get into superior mm. iron man now I can't find that anywhere unless it's digital, but Superior Iron Man is part of a run where Iron Man goes evil. Okay. So what happens is basically uh, Red Skull fuses with Xavier hmm. and takes over his consciousness, tricks Tony Stark into building Alamantium Sentinels, right? So what happens then is um, Scarlet Witch and Magneto actually have to poison his mind and cast a spell that turns all the heroes evil and all the villains good. And what comes out of that is Tony Stark as the superior Iron Man. And it is, from what I've seen of it, one of the coolest ideas that has ever been done. And a missed opportunity, personally, uh, that he he wasn't in um, Doctor Strange 2. I mean, that's what they should have done. Like, there's your villain, the superior Iron Man. Cast Tom Cruise as that. <laughs> no, no, legitimately, that's not a joke. Le- okay, cast him because he was supposed to be Iron Man initially, right? Yeah, cast him as evil Tony Stark, and you have such a cool idea. Because I mean, they're going to bring back Iron Man anyway, or we'll talk that's, about it. 
Yeah, no, we 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 have pretty much confirmation. Well, obviously, we know we're getting Ironheart, yeah. but we have confirmed now in the new trailer that she is getting introduced in Wakanda Forever at yeah. the end of this year. Yeah. So we we know that there is a new iron that there is a new Iron Man in the works. Yeah, like Iron Man quote. Yeah, we're getting to that. I mean, but yeah. The main thing here is I, I think that's a missed opportunity because like basically and we will go in again, like pick that up if you can. It's on mm. Comixology uh, because I can't, I can't actually, I'm not paying 70 euro for a trade. Might be able to get it at Comic-Con actually because as I said, the one thing that never goes to comics is comics, but they're always there. So I will be having a look. But what's interesting about this is um, this whole, so, so we got confirmation from the Marvel side of things, mm. that Secret War and uh, the multiversal thing. So this is called the multiverse saga, right? So, I mean, that's cool. They're going to be rewriting, thing and, uh, rewriting things and introducing things and setting up. So that's kind of what they've been doing. And I guess we'll start there. Um, I do have something to say about when we go through the state because, you know, there was a there was a video I watched that I want to talk about, but we will kind of go through. So, Kev, on the Marvel side of things, actually, hold on real quick. Yeah. You're the D&D guy. <laughs> you guys won't play D&D with me, so I have no attachment to it. No. But, um, um, yeah, they, like one of the big things, it was teased a lot before us, um, and we've kind of getting drip feeds of information for, frankly, a movie that I didn't think would ever actually come out, <laughs> is we are getting a like a Dungeons & Dragons licensed movie. Mm. Um, and we got our full trailer with our full cast reveal. And, like... I, I don't have much thoughts about it because it kind of just looks like a big fun fantasy romp. And I'm not, I, I, I suppose I don't want to hype it up too much because I don't think it'll be the, like the greatest movie in the world. I remember but, the first one. It wasn't good. <laughs> never seen it. I have it. I have a oh, DVD no. copy of it and I'm waiting for a day where like I can get my D and D party together to watch. I it. saw it in the cinema. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, why um, Jeremy Irons did it. Because he was asked why he did that movie, and he goes, "I wanted to buy a new boat." So I listen, can't, can't. Hey, listen, can't blame him. Honestly, <laughs> honesty is just come on. Uh, but you know, it looks like kind of a nice big ensemble casting, and the cast is good. The cast is really solid. Yeah. They like the choice to the choice to cast Chris Pine as a bard. I think is inspired. <laughs> he's got he's got that kind of cheeky look in his eye. Um, hmm. But yeah, no, Reggie John Page, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. I am all here for the Hugh for the old man Hugh Grant revival. Mm. Paddington 2 has now just elevated him to a level. <laughs> to, it, listen, have you seen it? No, but you know, this is a running joke in uh, the Nick Cage movie. Where his, <laughs> his daughter's like... Padding 2 is the best movie ever. And then Nick Cage watches at the end. They all start crying. He goes, this is the greatest feat of acting ever. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's absolutely like there's a reason it was better than Citizen Kane. It's incredible. It's got everything. It's got drama. It's got stakes. It's got a chain trace. And it's got Hugh Grant playing the best role that man has ever played in his life. He literally plays an actor and plays several different roles in the movie. It's extravagant. It's amazing. Um, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but go on. Continue. continue. I, like, I, 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 as I say, I think like the D&D movie, it looks good. It looks fun. A lot of D&D tropes. Uh, people are complaining about the Druid turning into an owlbear. Uh, to, them, to them, I say, hey, maybe have fun with D&D for once. Mm. Just a thought. 
Um, but what I really hope that this kind of uh, launch path is because D&D is such a wide and varied kind of universe in its own narratives and its own mythology mm. that like I hope that this is like kind of a big budget kind of big advantage kicks off D&D as a kind of a franchise that we can get weirder D&D stuff give us like give us uh, give us like a, a weird kind of gritty crime drama in the underdark <laughs> is what I'm it's like that's this is the kind of the regression I'm looking for is oh this D&D movie did well so let's go spin off and just give it to the hands of just a bunch of creative people and let's make some weird kind of avant-garde animated D&D stuff. Because there's plenty of D&D source material like novels. Um, See, the only question I have on, on that, right, hmm? is if... So the, the appeal of D&D, from what I understand, yeah, is you, you get to make your own story and have your own adventure. So the people's attachment aren't to characters per se. They're to their character. So, and I think this is why the last D&D one failed as well, because you haven't seen it. Um, and it was mm. terrible. It, it really, really was. Um, I only saw it the one time and it stuck with me forever. Um, trying to actually do that is hard in a movie. For example, you go see a DC property and it has a character and you know what's going to happen. With this having basically archetypes, how do you make that work? Because the way they did it last time, I and mean, even in the TV show in the, in the 80s or 90s, can't remember which one, they were just, they were kids transported into D&D. Oh, yeah. No, I've actually, I did see that. Yeah. That's it. Like, And I mean, it, that's how they got around it. This is always that problem. Yes. I think it fully just depends on making it uh, an ensemble cast and just, you know, making those characters enjoyable. I, they don't have to be deep and rich. I just think they have to be fun frankly they can be one-dimensional so long no, as well the... here's, what, here's what you could do yeah here's what you could do and what i would actually the way i would play it literally just have people playing D. &D. I, I, they like, uh, have a kind of a like a kind of a meta content meta narrative story yeah kind of like in the lego movie it could work i you have to it, set it up some way it could it could it could be hokey that's the thing. It's going to be hokey anyway. It's D&D. Yeah. It, yeah, no, you, you got me there. Um, I don't know, because I think like D&D, &D, Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons of the Dragons have have built a world, have built a mythology. There are people, there are characters, there are narratives. Mm. Um, so like, you know, while the party uh, that will be here in this probably won't be major characters, they will interact with like Heads of state in Neverwinter, heads of state in Waterdeep. They will probably go to one of the several infernal planes and speak to one of the higher deities that are named in the monster manual. But there is characters, there is world, there no, is absolutely. But yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is, it's like, is the appeal of D and D not do explore? It's like, it's like if they made an in an, uh, an Elder Scrolls movie, it would mm. flop because no one wants. To listen to any of that, they want to just kill dragons. I mean, the, like that's it. The like the appeal of D and D can be both. I think. Fair. Uh, Fair. I think it like you know the appeal of it as the role playing game, much like any kind of role playing game. In that, it's that format. It's in that format. It is about kind of being that character and inhabiting that world and making your own stories. Mm. But it's also just a, it can also be a launch pad to create these own fictions. 
Okay. Um, well, I mean, that's a good way of look. Like, yeah. I mean, again, my only concern would be who's a four, you know? I mean, I think like it's it's what I'm what I'm seeing it as. It's not concern as such. I mean, it's just it's it's an interesting thing. It's like it's kind of a critique. What I'm exactly. seeing it as is using it. It's just kind of using the the recognizable name of Dungeons and Dragons as a launch to, pad. as a kickstart to just have a fantasy story. Okay, that's like it's it's gonna that's it's fair. just go yeah like it's just gonna be kind of a, a very kind of like original like the quote unquote original mm. uh, fantasy action action movie right. Okay, that's. I think that's that's kind of uh, that's the way I'm looking at it. Cool. Well, look, obviously we'll be keeping an eye on it, much mm. like Doctor Who and Star Wars. These are things that we 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 have to kind of keep an eye on as such, um, as we do. There are buckets as such, um. <laughs> but yeah, moving into the MCU because I mean that's what everyone's been talking about this week. Um, well, there is another thing as well, but we will get to that. The <laughs> MCU basically announced their entire slate, right? So. Starting with Ant-Man and the Wasp, ending with the Thunderbolts um, into 2024, and then finally uh, ending with two Avenger movies. So Kang Dynasty, sorry, uh, Fantastic Four in 2024, Avengers the Kang Dynasty in 2025, and then at the end of 2025, Avengers Secret Wars. Mm. So, I mean... Now I did so I'm gonna go through the whole lot here. Uh I'm on the Wasp, Secret Invasion, the TV show, Gardens of Galaxy 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvel's Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, um, which is a Disney Plus series, same same Ironheart. Daredevil's also a Disney Plus series, Captain America, the New World Order, uh Thunderbolts, they're both movies, and then of course, uh FF is a is a movie, and the two Avengers are as well. I heard the single worst take I've ever heard in my life during the <laughs> okay. week. And that's why I watched it. Um, his whole thing was the see, uh, phase five is sludge. And it continues on. And his critique is, I'll be honest with you, certain points justified. And certain points others. And it got me thinking, by people taking this stance that either... You know, we have to defend everything or we have to fight everything. It's getting lost. And I mean, like this critique, while what he was saying was on point at certain points, at other points it was completely off off base, you know. And I mean, like certain movies here, and we're going to talk about them, and there's certain projects here that we're going to talk about as well that are bad or could be bad. And there's others that are good. Um, I mean, what isn't listed here, which is interesting, is Black Panther 2, which is surprising. Because that's coming out soon. I think that's, that's probably because why it's just not that they're like. Because I don't, I don't think, I don't think Ant-Man of the Wasp had a date before this. Yeah, well, I think it was just slated for early 2023. And plus, no, it like, did February. It did February. Just did not, it? yeah, it always did. Yeah. Um. Plus, I think like mo- like I didn't watch the panel now, but I think most of the panel actually was focusing on Wakanda Forever. A lot of the cast came out. Mm. Um, so like well, this is more looking forward like we know like they're in the press cycle for Wakanda forever that's like mm. that's in the culture now we know that this part this segment was just what's next yeah well that's fair I mean it looks like Namor is going to be brought in mm. Shuri looks like she's going to be Black, Black Panther but she the, the actress I don't even think she's still in the movie because of she got fired a little while ago yeah I don't, I don't know, know what they're doing there's a lot of confusion because I think a lot of people are reckoning Nakia. 
uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character mm. uh, might be taking it up. Which, listen, Lupita Nyong'o is great. This is what I'm saying. There, are, there is critique there, and I'm just kind of like, it's kind of frustrating for me as a Marvel fan to be like, okay, one, there's this fundamental misunderstanding that these are not movies. They're not movies. These are comic book uh, episodes, right? And another thing is like, said, oh, it's just constant studge or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, each of these are telling a story. I mean, I do think your take is, is more accurate, but the way yeah. I would like people who listen to this show to think about this is these are just comic books. If you don't, and when you go into, I think there's something like 30 comics drop every week, mm. Kevin, right? You don't, I don't go in and buy all those comics. I buy the ones I want to read. No. And I mean, no. with, with this slate, for example, I have no interest in the Marvels, right? No interest in Ironheart. No interest in Echo, right? Just, and even Captain America, New World Order, it's the worst title ever because I'm just thinking of wrestling, like literally the New World Order. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it, you, it's a you, meme already. You're, you're not going to watch the Captain America because you know Hulk Hogan won't show up. <laughs> Well, I mean, if he did, I'd want to watch it less. I think that'd be interesting. That's fair. For reasons that go into the real world. But I mean, they, none of those appeal to me at all, right? Uh, and even Black Panther 2, I'll watch it on Disney+, Plus, right? Um, unless something really cool happens in it, and then you have to watch it, right? But I mean, that's but the way... That's, that's, but that's kind of been the like the trajectory of all of these since Infinity War is nothing had, nothing, none, of the, none of the stuff that's come out has been like, as ground shattering and necessary outside of maybe Spider-Man Far From Home but or No Way Home. But that's my point. That's it. So like, that, no, exactly you're absolutely right. It's, that's exactly it's, my so point. It is very much a matter of jumping in and out of what you think you need to see now, which is, yeah, great. Like, and see, that, that, and that's the critique that this guy misses and yeah. taking this stance of, oh, everything's terrible because it's woke. It's like, you and know, just drawing broad swaths. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're but all they're, like, they're, they're all not, owned by Disney and Marvel, but all of these are being run by va- various different creative teams. The way to look at this is these are comic books. And I do agree. Well, they're not films because they're not films. Obviously, some of these are TV shows. These are just what Kevin Feige has done, and I think this will just absolutely end this BS altogether, is these are just comic books that move. That's it. And they're, they're, they're rolled out the same way. They're structured the same way. They have the same characters. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, Ironheart's a terrible, terrible character. Legitimately, she is awful. Her runs are horrendous. But We've seen horrendous characters be saved, as we talked about. Like, we've talked about this with, with Miss Marvel. They managed to, or sorry, not Miss Marvel, um, America, America Sanchez in, oh. in, Doctor, in Doctor Strange <laughs> 2. She's one of the worst characters ever put the paper, put the paper. <laughs> and they saved her. So, I mean, I have faith in this as well. I just, when I saw that, I was like, lad, seriously. And then I unsubscribed. But like I, there's there's some interesting things kind of kicking across these. Like a lot of them are sequels. We know that. Like you know, we I think we know what we're gonna get with Guardians Three and James Gunn. Deaths probably. I, I death. Yeah, I think it's the uh, last, the last of the Guardians. The witch, sorry. All the that Guardians team are ending after this. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So they're probably all gonna die. <laughs> no, legitimately, like that's probably what's gonna happen. Suicide Squad and Guardians always have that crossover. So there is that kind of restructuring of the team. And that's when you bring in Adam Warlock because that's he's the next big character in Guardians. 
Yeah, they they did set that up at the end of the last one. They did, um, and contracts are, are running out. I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to say for sure, but Adam Warlock is the next Guardians of the Galaxy team, and then they build a team around him, and that's kind of the way this works. Yeah. yeah. But like anyway, it, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, but there's a view, like, obviously, I think the one that, the one that jumps to me immediately, mm-hmm. like, probably the big kind of reveal that we've we've kind of known is building up is Daredevil. Yeah, that was get, surprising. We're yeah. getting the revitalization of Charlie Cox's Netflix's Daredevil, but also rated R. Rated R. Marvel. The one that the one that I noticed is the fact that they're doing was it eighteen episodes? Yeah. Which I'm, which has just kind of given me pause mm. because all the Marvel stuff so far has been six. I think six to eight was Loki eight or was Loki six? Loki was six, I think. Loki was six. Yeah. So like short form six episodes that kind of like for the most part tell and wrap up a story. Mm. And while truly I I think some of them could have been longer, like Miss Marvel, love just some of it was rushed. That could have done with being maybe an eight episode show. Eighteen is a lot. Well, there's a uh, lot of ground. There's a lot of ground to cover. There's like, a lot of ground to cover, but it's also a lot of ground that has been covered. So not necessarily. Here's why, right? So the born have you read born again i safely assume i have not read a comic <laughs> so born again is the daredevil comic written by frank miller in the 80s it's actually the the daredevil movie that came out with ben affleck pretty much tells our story in a really terrible way <laughs> a lot of ground has been covered in the netflix series but what daredevil's doing because daredevil's actually going to show up with she hulk as well yes yes so daredevil is the ground hero He's there at when the, the coal faces me. So that what will probably happen is what well, because again in the comics, I know I I just have a soundboard where I just say these phrases. It, yeah, in the comics. In yeah. The, in the comics, what happens is Daredevil's role is very like uh, Mr. Fantastic's role. People show up and hang out and he's there doing things. So what's probably going to happen is you're going to have not low-level characters, but characters that you want to do somewhere or stories that you want to do happen within that born again run that they haven't already touched. So they're going to bring in everybody or reintroduce or whatever and reset that status quo. So when Daredevil's needed, he can show up at things and his story's going. I think he's probably the linchpin of this, of this phase in a weird way. I mean, he's the most realistic character that they ha- I hate to which use the term. But- which is really funny considering the, the focus on this phase has been wow look at all the wild infinitesimal multiversal stuff is going on mm. and the most important character is going to be the blind dude with batons in new york <laughs> um, well, i mean that that's it needs to have some kind of heart to it you know yeah. like that's what they're trying to do with iron heart where she's taken over from tony stark who was the heart and, will, and again like doctor strange is off doing his own thing so he will come back eventually but I, I, my concern with iron heart I love Iron Man. I, I think Iron Man's probably one of the best characters that they've ever done. Iron Heart did not sell well, but they could do something cool. I mean, they need to bring back those suits for Armor Wars. So mm. it is kind of a thing they kind of have to do. But I think this rounding will be done in Daredevil and then setting up into the Thunderbolts, who are like evil Avengers, but not really. Kind of, sort of, maybe. So you that's know. it. I, out of all of these, like, I, I, I'm like, I, again, as I've made clear, comics do not know. I picked up, I'd say, most of context for everything else across this. Mm. Um, 
yeah, the Thunderbolts are the one the one that I have absolutely no basis in understanding here. Well, well they've already been set up. So uh, John Walker, uh, Abomination, Elena. Um, that's who they have so far set up. So they have four, four or five. Already. Oh, oh, that's who. That's what the Thunderbolts are. That's your oh, woman's recruiting them. Yeah, she's like yes. evil Fury. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, is. She is. She is so evil Nick Hundred percent is. Yeah, <laughs> that's her role. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like they're they're like not the, they're not evil, but they kind of are, but they're not really. So, so is, yeah, they're just a team up. So would that be? Would they like? Would they play a core function in uh, Secret Wars? Then yeah, that's what they're doing. So Secret okay. Invasion, so Secret Invasion is going to set the scrolls, obviously. Yeah, and they're going to be peppered through these movies as well. I think Daredevil will probably play a huge role in that as well, and Loki, yeah. obviously. But yeah, they're going to set up. That's what this whole thing is. You know, um, now in, in in the comics, <laughs> womp, womp. you know what the the Beyonder takes them all to Battle World, right? And they fight. Mm. So they need to, they need to set this up. So the Kang Dynasty is going to obviously break the multiverse and have this multiversal war, which would be concluded in Secret Wars. That's probably what they're going to do. But they need to have people. So they need to have these characters that they can pull from to be able to do these massive team-ups. Um, but I will say at the end of phase, by phase six, there will be a reset because they kind of, you can't really go bigger than this. They'll do a reset and they'll probably introduce Dr. Doom at some point as well. And then you'll have your new team. Well, yeah, that's like, I mean, we're because the Fantastic Four is after these Avengers movies. No, bef- no, it's before. It's just, just before. Just before. Yeah, just before. Yeah, Do- Doom's kind of the next pivotal yeah. step yeah yeah now doom is doom is absolutely the next like once they because this is their reset phase and again that's another thing that really annoys me about people when they look at them i'm like do you not understand what's going on here like they had to do a shuffle and introduce all these characters because they're trying to make these un- they're trying to pull together 20 years of marvel junk and make it go together you know and and that's what's going to happen now so the, the, once they kind of get this done they do secret wars Spider-Man will be gone. They'll probably bring in Miles and they'll have a new status quo to carry it through the next five years. But Secret Wars is going to be huge. And obviously, if you're ready to Secret Wars, it's kind of okay. It's not great. Um, but that's why I'm saying I don't think it will be Battle World. I do think it will be the Multiversal War. Mm. Which I felt like kind of like the, what, what I think was one of the most was one of the more interesting and more surprising announcements from all of this is that I don't think I've announced who's producing the Secret War movie yet. Mm. But uh, they've announced the director for the Kang di- for the Avengers Kang Dynasty movie, and they're pulling back Shang Chi's Destin Daniel Cretton. Brilliant, which is awesome. I like because you know you'd expect them to kind of go back on say maybe the the uh, the Russos. Uh, the Russos. I was, no, gonna, I, I, was trying, I, I was trying. I was going to say the Coens. I was like, that's not right. No, <laughs> I mean the Russos are good for telling the story that they told. Yeah, I do not think. Because with the multiverse stuff, you kind of have to have someone who's really able to, excuse me, who's really able to play with that. And Shang-Zi was that kind of movie where you're like, you have the cool fight scenes, but then it's like, Shang-Zi is such a weird movie. Because yeah, like I really, obviously really liked it, but hmm. there was it was like five movies in one. Yeah, the you pacing know? was, the pacing ne- was all the over snapshot. the snapshot, yeah. But I mean, that's what you're kind of going to get. You're going to get all these variants appearing 
and trying to balance that. And I'd imagine they probably will do it in the Secret Wars as well, which is why I'm saying, I, you know, ideally put money on it. Battle World is not happening. Secret Wars is multiversal. I just don't see how why they why they do Battle World unless they unless Kang sets it up to end the war. But I tell you one thing, man. It's it's there's a lot going on here. It, it, this is people are like, oh, why is it not clicking together? Here it is. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Like Phase Four, to be fair. Look, I had some duds, but it was just a kind of palate cleanser. This it is was it was really setting awesome. up and cleaning up after Correct. after Infinity War. Yeah, but also allowing the universe to absorb Fox, Netflix, yeah. um, everything they got back, basically. Because I remember like when this started, when the MCU started, all they had was Iron Man. Yeah, when the MCU started, <laughs> was it? it wasn't a global phenomenon. They, yeah. they had an Iron Man movie and then, hey, people know who the Hulk is. We've got Ed Norton. Let's yeah. do a Hulk movie. And the rights are a train wreck for that, which is why we've never got a Hulk movie since. Yeah. Because you, apparently Universal will not let it happen, which is why you got World War Hulk in Thor 3. Which is wild considering yeah. they're basically pulling a lot of that in the She-Hulk. Yeah, same. Of, so of same all the things. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you'll never get a Hulk. Like, they're just like, oh, if we just add She to it. That's how we get around it. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm, I'm okay with. But I mean, Kev, we're obviously going to be keeping like this is one of our buckets. I feel really bad for DC because DC announced two things and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I love Black Adam. Black Adam is one of the coolest characters ever, but it was kind of like, why did you just even turn up, lads? <laughs> <laughs> just hey, we've got The Rock playing a black Superman. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Well, no, he's not even a black Superman. He's like this thing. Black Adam is a cool character again in the comics. Um, he really is. Like he's one of my, like when I'm playing uh, Injustice, he is my character. In a way. He's, he's like he's basically just uh, evil Shazam, but also not evil. But very evil in the comics. So I'm like, all right, Rock. Mor- morally murder, really. gray. Yeah, but murders hundreds of people, thousands of people. That's morally time. gray. Would you want to walk that back? Okay. It is very interesting, actually, because like, I, I, it's hard to see DC planning things considering their scattershot approach. Oh, which I like sometimes. I like it too. But the fact that like we're actually getting we're getting a Black Adam movie and then the second Shazam movie. It's almost like they've put some thought into this. Well, this looks, again, once you stop looking at these like movies and you look at them the way they do their comics, that's the that's the success. Mm. Marvel for years, for like seventy years, had this on running continuity, right? For year, and then they rebuilt it like four or five years ago. But you know, 70, 80 years of this one line where it all went back to the very first Marvel book. Of the the Human Torch, you know, and then the 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 strange tales and other kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and then it went to where where they rebooted it. DC reboot all the time, <laughs> every couple of years. So I mean, once you look at it that way, they're like, lads, this is how your stories work. Tell stories that don't need to link together. You're you're DC. Marvel yeah. works a little bit differently because they're all supposed to exist together. DC is like. Ah, yeah, sure. You know, show up sometimes, maybe. Yeah, you know, we can. Yeah, no, DC. Nobody's nobody's looking. We can no. we can swap out our Flash because they're attacking people in Hawaii. Nobody's gonna notice. Well, the big multiverse. Oh, that was a different Flash. There you go. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the development. There's a great book called Super Gods by Grant Morrison, and he talked well in between his rants about 
weird magic he did in his house, which it's the wildest book you've ever read. It's at the, <laughs> it's at the same time his life, which is insane. But then also this in-depth history of comics going all the way back to the golden age. And he's like, yeah, basically what happened was uh, they had the multiverse. Kids grew up reading the multiverse. Editors got rid of the multiverse. Kids who grew up reading the multiverse loved it, brought it back. And that continued for 80 years. <laughs> we had this constant battle between generations going, we're getting rid of it, we're bringing it back, we're getting rid of it. And I mean, DC seemed to have actually got it where it's like, no one wants that continuity, just make good movies. And if they connect, cool. If not, they're all part of the same multiverse, which that's what they're doing. Speaking of which, the it's only- not or hey, we just got a good movie. Now let's just let that ride. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing that they didn't talk about Kev at Comic-Con, which I was very upset about. Yep. No Morbius 2. Morbius. <laughs> Where was Morbin time? Uh, I think that I think Morbin time was in the <laughs> during the second theatrical release. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I wanted didn't. that. I wanted that. I was devastated. I don't think there was actually because yeah, the, the only other kind of major there player. There wasn't, I mean, it's just like, like, no, we're not talking no, about it. No. Um, but yeah, no, there actually wasn't any like Sony announcements because they're, no. they're really trying to. They're really trying to bring back their like Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I mean, it's, in a it's, big way, because I think they've they there's been soft rumors about Andrew Garfield coming back Spider-Man. That would be cool. To, that, like, I mean, that's what they should do. They should have, you know. So look, Sony, here's one for free. The multiverse of Spider-Man. Make multiverse Spider-Man movies. Yeah, there you go. I mean. You can do, uh, you know, 2099. You can do Into the Spider-Verse. Or even just say the Spider-Verse universe. You, know, you can have Andrew Garfield, you know. And then, you know, drop them in. I mean, it's it's almost like there's source material to pull from that they just <laughs> need to read. It's incredible. But No, you see, Dad, the, prob- the problem here, readings for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> film execs ain't nerds. They're selling the nerds, but they ain't. So I saw Thor 4 for the fourth time there during the week, right? And there was a bit, you know, I, I again, I've seen it, so I know what happens. Great movie, right? Well, there's a bit in it um, where Natalie Portman is trying to come up with a catchphrase. And they should have just taken it down for like a couple of days, re-edited her saying it's Torben time. At one point, just because they can actually patch movies in real time. They can actually do it. They did it for cats. Yeah. Like, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you just ADR in the line? It's Torben time. Now you know and that Dara, you got you got to reclaim incredible. that power yourself. That's that's now you've got to be put in the hands of the people. Uh, <laughs> we have to seize those means ourselves. <laughs> so do I do a fan edit where she says Yeah, it? no, absolutely make a YouTube poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, how much time do we have left, actually? Uh 15 minutes. Oh brilliant. We'll we'll go for we'll go for half an hour. Um yeah. okay, so I have a story. Have a story, okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. No, no. I mean, it's relevant. It's relevant. So for ye- for so I was one of the first people to order Cyberpunk yes. 2077 when it yes, came out, right? Of course. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to play this game. You know, I bought into the hype. So I-, I gave up on hype with Watch Dogs. I bought a new computer for Watch Dogs and it released. And I was like, I'm devastated. This is the worst game ever. Because it was. It was really bad. I mean, the second one kind of redeemed it. And then the third one came out and it's like, yeah, that, okay. So you got lucky that one time. Good job. <laughs> Great. Hey, Ubisoft, stop. Stop. Just you're hurting yourself. So Cyberpunk, like everybody, you know, I was kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. And then they brought Keanu Reeves. I'm like, shut up and take my money. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, Keanu like, Reeves as a if, cyber rock star with one metal hand named Johnny Silverhand. Silver yeah. Yeah, no, easy sell. Everyone, just everyone went in and bought it. So obviously it arrived. Broken mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm going to give them six months to patch it. Played on the PS4. Got halfway through it. And then uh, I've actually almost finished it. And then I was like, right, I'll, you know, life happened. Mm. And I went back to it this week to play. I'm like, you know what? I haven't played in a while. Cyberpunk, I want to go back and finish it. Because they released a big patch that fixed a lot of things, right? Pop in the PS4. Download the patch. Download failed. Ooh, no. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, no. Try again. Eight hours later, download failed. Oh, no. Then what I do is I'm like, oh, I can just upload this to the PS4 or the PS5. Download the PS5, the PS4 version, and play it on the PS5. So I'm able to play it. The moral of this story, ladies and gentlemen, if I hadn't have had a PS5, there is no way I would have been able to play Cyberpunk 2077 after the fix happened. I don't, do you know, I don't know if they ever put the PS4 version back up for sale. I I think it back, I think it is up for sale, or if you have the disc, you can download it. But that is that killed like i i cannot play cyberpunk on my ps4 anymore i just can't do it it's killed the game yeah so i'm just like whoa okay now that being said and it is really unfortunate because i watched a really good video during the week that actually uh, today that actually hit the nail on the head cyberpunk 2077 is an incredible game it really but here's the reason it's not a fun game (laughs) it's not it's not fun i mean it's not like well i mean it is but it's not really it's a great experience and it actually it's a very rewarding game because when I'm playing, I am having a wonderful time, despite the fact I was playing it last night again on a PlayStation 5 with the new patch. And during a cutscene, a truck was flying through the sky, <laughs> not a flying truck, no a regular truck that was glitching so badly. It left the ground, went through a character and went up into the sky. Oh, well, it's good to know the spice <laughs> is still in there. <laughs> Not only that, at the same time, the dead characters were glitching through the floor. So it may have broke me, my ability to play it on a PS4, but it definitely didn't fix all the bugs. And there <laughs> are videos out there. Um, Upper Echelon Gaming covers the testing and that kind of stuff of it. But I mean, here's the thing. It's a shame because I will go on record and say I love Cyberpunk 2077. It's one of the best games I've ever played. It's a broken, janky mess. But you know what? That adds to the Cyberpunk aesthetic of it. Because Cyberpunk is supposed to be janky, broken, and messy. It's wonderful. But at the same time, I really wish... You know, the game worked. (laughs) I wish the game worked. The game worked. And I didn't have to... Like, again, dude, if I didn't have a PS5, that would have been it. I would have had a start. Actually, no. I wouldn't have been able to play a period because the game doesn't even like I'm I mean I could play it on without the patch, but <laughs> the game didn't start. It was literally a download fail. That was it. Yeah. No. It, it took, I, I was talking to Katie actually as it was happening, and I was like, oh, eight hours later, so she goes, you know, she couldn't believe it. I was like, Yeah, sent her the picture of it. Eight hours and nothing. Nothing. So moral story here is PS5 or, P- or PC and you were saying before we went on air PS5 
you have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I've got a PS5. Now, the cool thing about it is if you have the PS4 version, you can get the free yeah. upgrade. I'd recommend just playing it on the PS5 because once I finish this playthrough on the PS4 version, playing on a PS5, I actually am just going to play on the PS5. Like, mm-hmm. get the version and, and just play straight because, I mean, the, the thing about it is set your expectations. The game is a broken mess, but it's a wonderful broken mess. And I think it, it, it's not fun. As in, like, you're not sitting there going, ha, 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 this is a great time. It's a great story. And I mean, just being in Night City, you're like, oh, this is cool, you know? So. Yeah, no, I because I, I have it sitting there. I, I got a copy off a friend of mine. Uh, and I've been wait, waiting for it to take its time in the oven until it's not quite as broken. And um, I'm going to play it on the PS5 so that it actually will, you know. Now, the PS5 work. version works, and apparently it works great. And the, the, the PC hmm. version worked pretty much from week one because... Modders fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> they fixed it immediately. But which says everything you but need. Yeah, to know. no, I I, I kind of I get where you're coming from though, in terms of like what you were kind of saying. Cause it's it's less about like playing the game and getting it, it's more about getting into that world. Because yeah. I've actually just kind of gone through that myself with a different game, in that I spent the past couple of months playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Which first start, point number one is a game that works. It works and is yeah. and is made and is made properly. It's a beautiful game. But, <laughs> it's a beautiful but, game that works. Uh, play that. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, but no, it is it is a beautiful game with an incredible sense of scenery, an incredible yes. sense of uh, of environment and texture, and just really kind of just sucks you into that era. But that's that, what that, you want, though. That that sort of vibe of that's Kurosawa exactly what you want. Uh, films. Looking back now, after kind of sinking eighty odd hours into it. Yeah, I mean, it was, fi- it was a fine game. The swordplay was okay. The duels were pretty cool. Uh, I did spend a lot of my time doing the exact same thing. Petting the oh, fox? Oh, completely. Chasing the fox <laughs> everywhere it could. Chasing those yellow birds off the cliff to my death. Completely. You got to do it. Gotta do um, it. Loving my horse more than any man could. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's like... I like I sit into it. I I sink about ten hours into it, going through Jin's story and just kind of exploring the world in the island of Tsushima. And I come out of that ten hours like, I mean, I don't feel particularly filled. The game was fine, but you just kind of get lost in that world. <laughs> See, the thing about it is, it's like when you play GTA Online. I didn't like GTA Five at all. Actually, I didn't really like mm. GTA Four until I found out I could be Iron Man. <laughs> and then uh and then uh Saints Row 4 came out and I'm like grand, but it's the only oh, game. Oh yeah, play. then yeah, the better game, yeah. Yeah. Well it's not it's, it is a mess, but it's a wonderful mess. Oh, it's not it's a, really yeah, but that's that's a wonderful mess. Oh, I love it so much. I really do. But anyway, I mean those games aren't fulfilling in the same way that those experiences are where you're it, it's kind of like playing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. That game is a janky mess for pretty much the same reason as this one was. It was forced re- was forced to be released. You know, in one case, it was a company going, you better release this <laughs> or else. Uh, this time it was the fans going, you better release this <laughs> or else. And then the fans got what they wanted. So really do be careful what you wish for because cyberpunk. Um, yeah. But I mean, the difference here is like when you're playing it, like when I went back, like I would have been actually devastated if my save didn't play because I'm invested in that world. That's my character. Mm. There's a story being told. And I mean, I don't get that with other games. Like you, you'd bang a couple hours through GTA and yeah, you have your loot or whatever, but it's not the same. Like 
the experience and just the way the world is kind of done even to like the hacking like there are the mechanics are great like the hacking is a bit lame um sword play is actually not bad gunplay is meh. the driving is terrible but i mean that's not what's important it's it's the whole package and that package is still there and i would say you know if you haven't played it yet ps5 playstation uh, a ps5 or pc download the patch and just sit down and lose yourself in it and be prepared for it Let's spend more than 30 quid on it. <laughs> no, but also, I mean, like, the thing about it is, if you're going in, like, the expectation, they sold it in a way that it wasn't. They thought it was going to be, like, a, a Saint Row 4, you know and I mean? It just isn't. It's just not that kind of game, but it never was. I mean, this is uh, CD Projekt Red, you know, that they make serious, like, The Witcher is a very, very boring game until it's not, but The Witcher 3. Um, mm. And then it kind of gets into it. And I mean, same with Cyberpunk. So I'm just like, I think this game suffered from an awful lot of a, a, an identity disorder, which the, the the mess of its development didn't help. But going back to it now, it's a very rewarding experience. And I, when I saw the video on YouTube, I was like, whoa, this guy actually, I've never heard someone actually say that before. And I'm like, this is exactly the way, <laughs> exactly the which, way it was for me. Actually, now, sorry, now, just talking about Cyberpunk. Uh, to just kind of quickly plug a YouTube channel, yeah, go for it. Um, there is a he's a great he's a longtime games journalist. Uh, his name is Tim Rogers. Has a YouTube channel called Action Button Reviews. Right. A lot of like I I am a I'm a real sucker for several hour long YouTube video essays. Me too. I love yeah, them, man. Yeah, love, love them. them. Yep. He has a, a series. Uh, he has a series doing video games. Now, I would thoroughly recommend watching them in sequence because he does kind of he does end up having a very thin kind of running idea through them all starting with the final fantasy 7 remake and then he does one on like three hours on doom four and a half hours on pac-man uh five and a half hours on an, a very obscure japanese only dating simulator called tokimeki memorial that is an exceptional five and a half hour video that is some mwah, mondo food but the season finale as he called it was cyberpunk and he, he stated that in his first episode before Cyberpunk came out, he was like, I am tracing basically a line of video games to get to Cyberpunk when that comes out. So the Cyberpunk video comes out and like everything's been like three, four, five hours. Cyberpunk video, less than an hour. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's weird. So I put it on and the clever man, that, that clever boy, that video was part one into what would effectively become like a YouTube ARG <laughs> where, really? where he had a, where when you clicked into that video, it was that hour long was the intro. And then he made eight other several hour long videos on cyberpunk in a privatized playlist, which was linked in the description of that first video. And then recommended that you choose two of those videos in the playlist to watch and then watch the conclusion, and then go back and catch them up. <laughs> he is a madman. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the that's actually the experience. The thing about the, I mean, it is it is it's a shame because it's going to go down as one of the biggest disasters in gaming, and it is. But that's not the problem. The game is still there, and it's a wonderful world. Most people and on the internet again, it's like what we were saying. The, the the discourse is, oh, it's terrible. It's like yeah, it's a broken mess. But so was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, 
And that's one of the best games you can ever play. Ever. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it, it, it is a, it's, a, it's a shame because what I'd say is if you played it for an hour and gave up, go back. It's not that kind of game. <laughs> You're no. not going to get your instant serotonin hit in an hour. Now you've got it. You've got it. You've got it. You got to take off your clothes. You got to. You got to really kind of. You got to dip. You got to dip your foot in, and you got to put the whole leg in. Yeah, and you got to. You just got to soak yourself soak in this it. neon pool. <laughs> and that's it. And I mean, the thing about it is, it's like I was talking to Bryn a while ago, and he was saying, he goes, "Oh, the gun." Like we were joking, the gunplay is terrible, and it is really bad. <laughs> the combat is horrendously <laughs> bad. Melee, not so much. But again, look who the developers are. You know, they there's stuff they can do and stuff they can't. The Witcher didn't have guns for no. several reasons. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know it's but the actual like you can play the whole. For example, there's a mechanic. I won't get too much into it because I know we're, we're we're short for time. But um, you can actually play the whole. There's a mechanic in it where you can upgrade your OS, right? Your your body's OS. Mm. But you and you install mods for a build, right? There's a whole. You don't need to do any of that. You can just play the whole game without that. You can play a whole game without killing anybody. You can play a whole game without pretty much doing whatever you want. Mm. You're, you're able to live an entire life in cyberpunk. And it's all up to you. And I mean, that is just the perfect... That's the whole point of an RPG. Mm. It's like Vampire the Masquerade. Every time you play... And that would be my go-to. And I, again, I would say, look, buy, buy both those games. Vampire the Masquerade specifically. Buy it on GOG. Don't buy it on Steam because it's broken still. But... um. And I mean, there you go. That game's 20 years old and still broken on Steam because <laughs> the patch needs to be installed. It, it, you know, it, I think just dismissing something like this because of what happened is misguided because, we're, you know, we've been here before. This is not the first time a broken game has been released. But to overlook a broken game because it's broken is a crime because this is a Watch Dogs 1, folks, where you were where it was full on disappointment. Where the game itself was garbage here. No, this the game is just broken, but the actual game itself is wonderful. Mm. You know, it's like it's like you know when you like you smash the screen of your phone. Yeah. Don't, don't throw the phone out. You try and get the screen fixed because the phone is still fine. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. This is a sma- this is a pristine phone that works perfectly and has a lot to give. Just the screen is broken. Okay. I think I think with yeah. that thesis statement and gotta emphasize, it is still broken. Do not spend more than 30 euro on Cyberpunk. Do not but buy it on the PS4. Do not buy don't, on the PS4. Don't buy it on past generation. Either buy um, it on the PS5 or buy it on the PC. But with that thesis statement, I think we're going to wrap up the show. Um, yeah. Oh, one more thing, actually. Kultor's Col- cancelled the remake, which sucks so badly. Knights <laughs> of the Republic not- sucks. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Don't have time for Star Wars, though, Dara. We're wrapping up the show. <laughs> I know, I know. Also, <laughs> Doctor Who looks like it's going to be bought by Disney. We could talk about that next week. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just, just trying to get rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid, rapid fire, fire, rapid fire, rapid <laughs> fire. We covered everything on the on the list, though. I will have to say. So fair, go us. Yeah, we did well. Um, obviously, uh, you can find us on nerdsnomedia.com. Follow us on all the socials. Yes. Uh, check us out on Spotify. Uh, as we mentioned up top, if you're going to be at Dublin City Comic Con, uh, we're going to be on Sunday at the Geek Ireland panel. A room at 3 p.m. Uh, literally everything is wrestling. Uh, I, that's it's going to be a blast, guys. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at kevtalik94. Uh, Dara, anything you want to say to the people? 
Yeah. So again, um, you know, uh, go over to nerdthrowmedia.com. If it's your first time checking out the show, please do spread the word of the show because that helps us a great deal. Um, email us, tweet us, you know, all, everything is there. If you're going to Comic-Con, please do pop in. Say, hey, it's going to be a good time. We're all going to be there. And um, look, our panel is interactive. The whole point of it is we get to meet people and talk to people. So a lot of panels aren't interactive because they're not like that. Ours actually is. So if you're going, you'll have an experience unlike any other. And um, yeah, I mean, that's what we want to do. So show up, uh, buy a ticket. It helps us as well. Um, and again, but if you don't want to spend any money, that's totally cool as well. Mm. Just go to nerdthrowmedia.com. Keep listening to the show and you can also follow me on Twitter at DaraWV. And yeah, that's it. And we will catch you all next week. Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Bye-bye. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. All right, so you're listening to the podcast. You're like, hey, I'm not in Ireland. How do I get in touch? Well, TuneIn has you covered. That's how you can check us out live when we're on the radio. Um, you go to TuneIn and download the app, or you can check out the live streams on nerdthenomedia.com or Phoenix 92.5 FM. If you want to get in contact with us, it's very easy. Media everywhere. Media on Twitter. Media Instagram. Media on Twitch. Media at gmail.com if you want to reach out via email. Hope to hear from you soon. What are you doing over there in Ireland? Like with the freaking leprechauns and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not cool. You should be over there with the cosplayers. At least then you can like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Face down, face up, trap no, cuts, spell cuts, then time to let go. I love it. All I do is just believe in the Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.